Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're with Primetime, Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go with you. And we've been talking a lot about the trends that we have seen become more prominent ever since COVID-19, right? One of those things is content marketing. It's gone from an exciting new marketing concept to now basically a staple. It's an essential marketing powerhouse for pretty much every business. And I know this because I run a consultancy on the side and all my clients want better content marketing strategies. Former journalists and journalists, listen up because we know how to tell stories, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. This is where we come in. Uh, but content marketing, how important is it for your business? It's uh, competitive out there, of course. Even in the B2B bis- uh, marketing landscape, businesses make substantial investments in building content marketing programs. It's, of course, one of the most effective methods of growing audience engagement, of driving sales as well. But sometimes the results take a long time to show. I do know that. Content marketing, though, in spite of it, is mission-critical growth. That's what it is for most businesses. And to tell us more, Brian Fernandez joins us now. He's MD and co-founder of BizTech Asia. Hi, Brian. Nice to be speaking with you. Hey, Bobby. Great to be on the show as well. So, Brian, this is not a new concept, right? Content marketing has been around for a long, long time. And I believe that during the pandemic, more and more companies realized that this was one way of getting customers to notice them. So let's talk about how much it's grown in terms of importance. Okay, so I think one of the key things is the following, and you highlighted a very important fact. When, the, when shops and different traditional points of engagement were closed to brands, they could only reach customers digitally in a lot of ways. So that's when the really content marketing and, uh, started to accelerate. Now, the key thing was around, and why is it important? It's about educating your leads, your prospects about your products and services, boosting conversions, especially online, building relationships with your customers and businesses, and all about building loyalty as well, and really around creating a sense of community around your brand. So really content marketing, that's kind of the key things that's driving content marketing. Okay, Brian, what, what type of content are we talking about here, though? Okay, so there's different types. The easy, low-lying fruit is social media content marketing. I think everyone understands that because right now we have around 3.6 billion global users of social media. And basically, that's why businesses invest in social media marketing because that's where the customers are. Everything on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, that's basically where you're at. That's one kind of content marketing. The other type of content marketing which is increasingly popular is basically infographic content marketing. Mm. Now, infographics basically display content and information and data that's easy to understand in a graphical format. And with a mix of simple words, short statements, and clear images, infographics are really an easy way to distill something that's complex into something that's much more simply understood. So that's a second type of content marketing. You've got other types as well. You've got blog content marketing that's been around for a long time and really made a comeback as well. Mm -hmm. You've got podcast content marketing, which is huge, particularly in the U.S., because uh, I think surveys have shown as many as 49% of uh, 12 to 32-year-olds in the U.S., 
actually listen to podcasts for about six hours a week at wow. least. In Asia, that's a little bit less, Timothy. How much less? Huh? I'm quite curious about that. I, I don't have the data on that, but I've right. been told that it's about half half of the U.S. numbers itself. And, 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 and it varies from markets like Singapore, where there's a higher consumption of podcast marketing to, and consumption, to basically markets like uh, Indonesia, which mm-hmm. is has smaller amounts of consumption. What are the course, things... the granddaddy of, of, of content marketing now, which is growing by leaps and bounds, which is what BizTech is all about, really, is around video content marketing. Because 69% of consumers say that they prefer to learn about a brand's product or services through video. And in the Asia-Pacific region specifically, video is growing at 19.1% per annum. So it's very, very substantial. Brian, I think you've pointed out a lot of things that businesses would have already on some level been familiar with. They know they need to get online. They know they need to engage in content marketing, be it podcasts, video, blog posts, and whatever else. However, what I notice is that a lot of business people aren't sure about how to do it in a nuanced manner because it can't be a hard sell like they did before with advertising, right? You can't have your logo all over the video. You can't be saying the name of your company a million times in the blog post. It's a lot more subtle, isn't it, content marketing? You have to exercise some nuance here. What are the most common mistakes you see in this area? Okay, so the, and you are spot on. You've actually highlighted quite a number of the mistakes. Oh. One of the key things <laughs> is being too obvious. Mm. If you, the hard sell doesn't work, or being authentic is the way to go. Putting your audience first, giving your audience something rather than trying to push something to them, that's very important. Understanding your audience is very, very important. So I think that a lot of times people are trying to push out stuff, whether it's influencer marketing, whether you're using content marketing and so forth, not really trying to understand what the audience is looking for and how authentic that they come across. If they don't come across as being authentic, audiences today will just switch off. Well, that's the thing. See, Brian, you you have businesses, especially in this part of the world, in Asia, who are perhaps just uh, starting to get into the content marketing, blogs, uh, podcasts, and social media marketing platforms. And they, you know, they have this mentality, I'm paying for this. I want my brand out Mm. there. I want my product to be prominent. How do you explain to them then that this is not what the audience wants? The audience can smell a rat from a mile away eh? and a phony from a mile away. So, And, and you know, both of you are seasoned journalists. You get this completely, but you are right. Mm. A lot of businesses, unless they are marketing leaders, are savvy enough to understand that it's the long game that they need to play. They cannot go purely by a data-driven approach. If if the questions of the marketeer is only around what is your reach, what is my ROI, what is the lead gen out of this, I think that in the, if, they play the, if they play the short game, they will lose the long game because customers will be turned off. Mm. Brian, you make, a, you make a very good point there, Brian, about the long game versus the short game. Uh, so what questions should clients be asking then? You know, instead of, okay, what's my immediate ROI? What is your reach? How exactly do you measure the long-term impact of such efforts? Okay, so first of the thing, first, 
thing that you need to ask yourself is this. Is this message resonating with the target audience that I want to reach? So I'll give you an example. There are some platforms or, or some methods of marketing where they give you these huge numbers that they're reaching. But if you're a brand, you may only want to reach a fraction of that. Your investments may be better spent in a smaller niche platform that addresses exactly your audience and gives the audience what they actually want, not something where it's a, it's a, it's a one-size-fits-all and that content is pushed out to everyone. Right. I think that's a very big, that's a very big ask. So, you know, there is a transition going on from marketing using uh, using uh, your, your mainstream media or your traditional media where you throw a big net and just catch as much uh, views as you can versus your content marketing on podcasts, social media, and all that, which is very niche. Yes, correct. Because you see, the thing is, at the end of the day, and this is where the... so And, and we talk about the U.S. success story in terms of podcasts. Now, podcasts have been a great way to build intimacy with, with the, the customer or, or, or end user in a very similar way that traditionally radio used to be because basically it's right by your ear. The relationships are very close. However, even then from a marketing perspective, monetizing that has still been a challenge despite it being very, very successful in the U.S., which is, I think, why it's been slow to take off in the Asia-Pacific region. And then what do you think is causing this slow-to-take-off type of momentum here? What are the blocks? I think culture. Culture, yeah. Culture. Because, again, people say Asia, right? So, and, but we live here and we understand Malaysia is different from Thailand. Singapore is different from Vietnam. How we consume is very, very different. So what you will find is what works in, in certain things in the, in the U.S. doesn't translate very well uh, uh, to our Asian culture. But Video that's the thing. But that's the thing, right, Brian? You have to know your audience and Asian marketeers have to know their Asian audiences. So, in fact, a podcast, if it is done right and done well for a specific Asian audience, could work here. Okay, so here's, here's the interesting dilemma, and both of you will remember that about a year ago, between February and April, in our part of the world, Clubhouse was huge. Anybody who was interesting and an influencer in terms of a very senior person was engaged in Clubhouse. Clubhouse completely died in our part of the world, has yes. completely died in our part of the world. It's still Correct, quite yeah. successful in parts of the U.S., so going back to, to podcasts, which is very successful in the U.S., do you see that taking off here in this part of the world? Okay, I'm not sure because, again, I think that video is probably the safer bet in terms of taking off Okay. Uh, in a bigger way because you can, the, the trends are there. I'm in the industry. I see it. And, and businesses like myself, we're struggling to figure out how we can really reach audiences with mm -hmm. podcasts in a in a in an easier way because it's so much easier to do it via video. Yeah, so, I totally understand. So, in a nutshell, Brian, just give us your best practices for content marketing in this day and age. Okay, best practices. Okay, first of all, put your audience first. Yeah, always Second, know your audience, right? That is the hallmark of any communication. Absolutely. Second thing is understand your audience. Use data. 
understand your audience well, because I think that's very, very critical. Third thing is share value with your audience. In other words, give them not only stuff that you have, but perhaps share things from other sources that will be useful to that audience. Then you become a very trusted source of information. Mm. Another thing that you need to consider then in terms of, you talk about content marketing that uh, is a, a trend that's picking up now in, con- in, in, in social commerce, live streaming. Mm. Live streaming is a very effective way for brands to engage with consumers. Because consumers, as I said again, video engages a lot better. And live video is pretty much close enough to like having a personal chat with, 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 with a friend or, or something like that. So it's a great way to build strong connection with consumers. And I think about being authentic and focusing on value. So you need to be communicating. So if you want people to try your, your products, you need to be authentic in terms of how you're really trying to help them. Uh, low risk, free trials, guarantees, doing stuff to give back to the community, all of that will resonate with customers. And I think the final thing in terms of best practices is don't depend on one channel. It's an omni-channel approach. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And you know, even in terms of picking a channel, you've got to pick something that is aligned with your audience and your product. Not everybody should be on TikTok, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) If you're you're B2B marketing in your high end, I don't quite think that TikTok will, will, will cut it. (laughs) Again, know your audience. Thank you so much, Brian. Brian Fernandez, MD and co-founder of BizTech Asia. Thanks for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.